Last Monday, I called my mother, as I do every Monday. By the way, mothers, if you want to be very close to a particular son, have him become a priest. It just amplifies your relationship. But anyway, I was calling my mother, as I do every Monday, and we were talking. And in the background, I heard my sister, my twin sister Maggie, and her son Glenn come into the room. And my mom called out to Glenn, who's two years old. Hey, Glenn, do you want to say hi to Pat? And yeah, he, he, you know, his little pitter-patter feet come running across the room, and I guess he hopped up on my mom's lap, and he yelled, hi. And I said, hi, buddy, how are you? And then he started screaming, can't see Pat, can't see Pat. You see, every time I talk with my sister, we FaceTime. And my nephew, Glenn, every time for, you know, his entire life that we've talked, he's not only heard my voice, but he's seen my face. And so for him, it was very confusing in his two-year-old brain to hear my voice and not see my face. And so because my mother and I had already spoken and to pacify a two-year-old, we decided to just end the conversation at that. A couple days later, I FaceTimed with my sister, and Glenn, of course, was very happy to see me and to talk with me and all of the fun things and show me everything that they were doing that day. It was wonderful. But it's a good reminder, right? Like, we're not just visual people. We're not just auditory people. We desire to know and to be known in all of the senses. And just the little revelation from a two-year-old nephew can help us realize that. But for so many of us in many ways, our relationship and our experience with God is as a voice in the cloud or as a word on the page. We don't see or know the Lord face to face. But as we hear in the gospel today, and actually as we heard in the intro, the little chant we do at the beginning of Mass is from the 27th Psalm, Seek the face of the Lord. The Lord not only desires for us to seek His face, but He shows us His face in the transfiguration. God Himself became one of us and shows us and desires to show us His glory. It's not, again, just words on a page or voice from on high, but a face-to-face relationship that Jesus Christ desires with each and every one of us. And he doesn't just desire it, he offers it to us. In the same way he offered it to Peter, James, and John. He shows us his face in the Eucharist and in the other sacraments, in particular the sacrament of confession, those two sacraments which we experience the most. He shows us his face in our family members and our friends. He also has a wonderful way of showing us his face in the poor and in those who we don't know. The Lord is constantly desiring not only to speak into our lives, but to see us and to be seen by him. How then do we seek his face? How then do we find him? God says very clearly to Peter, James, and John, and to us, listen to him. Listen to him. God's revelation has been spoken through Scripture and is being spoken through the church. God's revelation is completed and fulfilled in the person of Jesus Christ. Listen to him. In the first reading, what does God say to us? He says this to Abram. Go forth from the land of your kinsfolk. And from your father's house to a land that I will show you. God is saying to each and every one of us that we need to move away from our comfort zone. If we think we're going to find God and to keep him in a nice little box and in a bubble, and it's, that's where we're going to find him all the time, we are wrong. He has so much more in store for us, but we need to go forth. 
We need to walk away in order to find what He truly has to offer to us. And it's going to take us outside of our comfort zone. And it's going to hurt. And we're going to be afraid. And we're going to be scared. But guess who's on the other side of that promise? God Himself, who desires our perfect happiness and offers us everything. So the first thing He says to us is go forth. Take that next step. The second thing is what he says to us in the letter from St. Paul, second letter to Timothy. Bear your share of hardship for the gospel with the strength that comes from God. Now, I don't want to make this political, but in an election year, we should as Catholics bear an extraordinary amount of hardship for the gospel. Because we stand up for things across all lines of the political spectrum. There are certain things that we hold to that make us, in a way, on the political spectrum left. There are certain things that make us right. But it's not about that. It's about what is good. It's about what is true. And that's how we bear our hardship. Not by saying, I'm left or right, up or down. But I'm a beloved son or daughter of Jesus Christ. And what he has revealed to us and what he has taught us is good, beautiful, and true. And for that... I will always stand up. Not only are we called to go beyond our comfort zone, but to also bear our hardship like Jesus did on the cross. As St. Paul says in his letter to the Colossians, we must fulfill in our own suffering what Jesus was lacking on the cross, right? Which is my participation in that. The third thing that God says to us today, in a roundabout way, not directly, but is to go up the mountain. Peter, James, and John are led by Jesus up the mountain. He calls each of us up the mountain. In other words, our life with the Lord is one that requires work, one that requires commitment, one that requires training, which is why we enter into this holy season of Lent. Not so that we can scourge ourselves for our iniquities, but so that we can climb the mountain and find the Lord and see His face more beautifully and more fully. The Lord shows us His face when we climb the mountain every day in prayer. The Lord shows us His face when we climb the mountain in our service to the poor. When we walk forth from our Father's house. When we bear our hardships for the Lord. And when we climb the mountain, not only are we seeking His face, but we see the face of the Lord. Because the Lord is trying to find us infinitely more beautifully and infinitely more powerfully than we are trying to find Him. And when we take that step in the direction of the Lord, as scary, as difficult, as, as hard as it can be, we take a step into the all-embracing love of God. Seek the face of the Lord, the face of love, the face of mercy, the face of compassion and justice and peace. He doesn't just want to talk with you. He wants to sit with you and stare lovingly and longingly into your eyes to give you meaning and purpose in times of trial and difficulty, to help you and lift you up when all the world is coming down upon you, and to humble your heart when everything is going your way. Seek the face of the Lord. And if you're not finding the face of the Lord, it's okay to cry out like a two-year-old from time to time to ask the Lord to see his face. And he will find you. And he will show you his face.